You're listening to Gateway to Dreams, and on this episode, we're replaying a radio interview from the Crazy Don Wallace Show from 2016. This episode is packed with great questions and answers, so stay tuned. Have you ever had a dream that left you excited, confused, or even afraid? Do you wonder where dreams come from or what to do about them? Welcome to Gateway to Dreams, where we explore and simplify dreams God's way in three simple steps with author and international speaker, Teresa Ward. Teresa will not only help you interpret your own dreams, but she'll also show you how learning to interpret will help you recognize how God is speaking to you all the time. Get ready to be encouraged. Now, here's your host and personal dream coach, Teresa Ward. Hey, this is Teresa. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Today, I'm going to be replaying a radio interview that I did on the Crazy Don Wallace Show in 2016. It was packed with great questions and answers, so I thought it would be helpful to you. Don't forget that you can go to our website at gatewaytodreams.com to leave your own question for future episodes. You can also record a testimony or a dream you'd like to have interpreted on a future episode. Let me also remind you to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, and please share these episodes with friends on social media, not only to help us get the word out, but also to help your friends to understand what their dreams mean. Enjoy the interview. Now, Luke, we have a very special guest today. Mm-hmm. You want to introduce her and get her on the line? We're going to talk about dreams. Is she on the line? Yeah. Teresa, you there? Hey. Yeah, this is Teresa. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I've known Teresa for about a decade, and um, I met her out in South Carolina. She lives out there right outside of Charleston, and she does dream interpretation. And she's literally done it all over the world. Um, she's amazing at it. And... uh yeah, it's just it's really cool. She can help you know people kind of pick apart dreams and stuff like that. She's really really phenomenal at it. So Teresa, it's really good to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. I'm humbled and excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, very very cool. So could you maybe just kind of give us a, a little background on how you got started in in dreams <laughs> okay. and everything? All right, well, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm kind of missing things here. Teresa, first, please tell us who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, we were, he, he, Teresa, you couldn't see. We were just kind of getting the, the mic and everything set up a little bit for you, so slightly distracted. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a crazy blonde that lives in South Carolina. <laughs> um, I'm an avid dreamer, uh, author, speaker, instructor, um, and... Um, I have been doing dream interpretation since about 2003. Wow. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. What got you into dream interpretation? Yeah, so I was going through a really um, hard time in my life, and I was just desperately seeking um, for God to really talk to me. And I, I already had a relationship with God, but... I didn't really hear from him specifically. I heard from him through other people and through his word and, you know, and I was just really crying out to him, you know, you have to speak to me. And um, I was flipping through the channels one day on TV and there was this guy, um, John Paul Jackson, and he said, I just heard him in the background and he said, you know, God could be speaking to you in your dreams. And I said, no way. I'm a recovering Baptist Catholic Hostel, non-denominational. Oh my so, gosh, I don't know um, what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, been to, been to a lot of different churches okay. and, and experienced a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, nobody ever told me God spoke in dreams. And um, so I ordered John Paul's stuff and started doing what he said, and my dreams started coming to pass, and it kind of freaked me out. And um, I dream all night, every night, and I have since I was a child. And um, nobody ever told me, you know, God spoke that way. And so I was filled with hope for the first time in a long time. And a uh, long story, very, very short, I ended up teaching for John Paul for about four years until God uh, gave me a dream and told me to uh, start teaching people to do it the way he's showing me. So and it's been a fun, exciting ride. And Teresa, real quick, because, you know, you say that you dream all night, every night. Um, I know one of the things, um, and, and you can talk about kind of the, the tips to kind of break down your dreams, but you chronicle them. And just thought it'd be interesting to think, like how many dreams have would you say that you've had that you've actually chronicled like over your um i've documented over 40 probably over 50,000 dreams now but i've wow. documented at least over 40,000 dreams just in the past just since 2001 probably 2000 and, yeah somewhere around there i've um documented i usually document about five to ten a night and um these are your uh, own so dreams and, I'm sorry? These are your own dreams you're talking about? Yeah. Yep. These are my own dreams. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. since 2003. Yeah. I think about 2003. Yep. Wow. That is. Uh, now, a lot of people have trouble remembering their dreams. Yep. That's very common. Um, and that's, there's uh, several reasons why. And there's no way we can touch on everything in it in a radio show, you know, in a short time, just uh, to let people know if they want more information, you know, we'll give them more information later and how they can find out a deeper answer. But um, the quick answer is, um, one is people don't realize that dreams are, can be, and very important. And so if you don't tell yourself to try to remember them or you don't value them, a lot of times you just automatically just, you know, tune it out. Um, another reason is if you're jarred out of sleep, it will, it acts like a delete button. So if an alarm goes off, sometimes it just deletes everything because your brain automatically goes to, you know, what's currently going on. Um, and then, you know, not a lot of people remember their dreams because they don't need to. Um, I have lots of friends that dream, only remember a couple dreams a year. Um, and it's just how God has wired you. Um, some people, you know, uh, most dreams are just us processing our emotions. And so I find that, and this isn't, you know, an absolute, but I find that very people who can process their emotions easily usually dream more. Um, artists, musicians, creative people, you know, people who like to process. Um, my ex-husband was an engineer, and he never remembered dreams. He didn't need to. It would have exhausted him to do that. He's a problem solver, you know. And so I just find that, there's lots of reasons why, but also scripture says that God will speak to his prophets through dreams and visions. So some people who have a prophetic gifting will dream more. Okay. So if somebody doesn't remember their dreams, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, not at all. And one of the exciting things that I've discovered in doing this is that um, I, I teach dreams and visions, but I, but more importantly, I just teach people how God speaks symbolically. Because what I discovered was, if you if you will interpret everything in your life, you'll start seeing that God's talking to you through ways you never imagined. Um, I'll give you a funny uh, uh, example: is 
interpreting these dreams. I used to drive a Honda Accord. And um, so it would always be my dreams, and I thought it was just in my dreams because that's what I drove. And um, I looked up. It took me a long time to figure out, you know, why, why the Honda? Well, there's got to be more to it than just it's a car. You know, and I started looking up slogans. And one of the slogans for Honda is the power of your dreams. And um, mm. so I thought, well, that's a coincidence. That's kind of funny. I do dream stuff. And then um, I traded in the car and got a Lexus um, SUV. And um, I had, at that time, had just started the ministry that I have called Above and Beyond. And I thought, you know, I never looked up what the slogan for Lexus was. And I was driving down the freeway one day, and I saw this big billboard, and it said, Lexus, above and beyond, the passionate pursuit of excellence. Yeah. And um, so there's, there's uh, what I want to tell everybody is, if you learn how to interpret, you'll learn how to hear God's voice in everything, not just dreams. And um, I've got a million of those examples. In fact, in Scripture, there's over 8,200 figures of speech. Jesus only spoke in parables. God spoke in dark things and hidden speech and riddles and enigmas and acrostics and all kinds of ways. Um, and so it's not just for dreams and visions. Okay. And Teresa, I, just to, to touch on it, just because I think it's um, real quick, asking about, you know, when people don't remember dreams, um, one of the things, and, and you, you kind of taught it to me, but people always say, well, I can't remember, I can't remember. And then if I'm talking to them about them, you know, we'll say, have them, try and have them write it down. But then once they start writing it down, or if they start talking about it, then all of a sudden they remember a little bit more. And then it's a yep. little, or remember like a little bit more. And I was talking to somebody just a couple weeks ago where they remembered one part about a dream. And, and that was it. And then as they tell yep. me that part, they're like, well, and then this happened, and then this happened. So it's it's kind of like you may have almost like a bookmark, and if you just yep. take the time to go over that little piece, then the rest of it will actually come back and unfold. Like it's it's kind of it's in you. You just kind of have to draw that out. So when you start, start talking to it or, or writing about it, um, a lot of times those things that you actually you think you forget, they come back, and that makes it really helpful Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, because you if you start to value what, what you have, you know, um, there is something about putting it to paper, writing it down, mm-hmm. or, or jogging your memory. Um, it's how the brain works. We teach deeper on this in, in classes about the scientific end of things, um, but your brain is a network, and it's kind of like a word association network up there, and um, to oversimplify it, and you will jar your memory you'll you know one mm-hmm. thing will lead to another thing and it'll remind you of another thing and a lot of times too i'll sometimes if i wake up and i can't remember my dream i'll go to brush my teeth or something and then remember i was brushing my teeth in the dream sometimes you'll have things happen in the natural that will remind you mm-hmm. of your dreams okay now i was gonna say i read once where uh i believe it was edgar casey but they said that Every major event in your life is foretold to you in a dream. Do you find that true? or? Um, I would not say that that's true because I don't find that in Scripture. Um, I think it's up to God if he wants to tell you about what's, what's going to be um, coming. I know that I have found that a lot of deja vus are that I, similar to what you're saying. I think... Deja vus will often are like bookmarks in life going, God's already showing you that this was going to happen, um, and then it's coming to pass. See, God is the only one that knows the future. 
and it's really kind of up to him if he wants to tell you about it or not. Um, and there's no nothing in Scripture that says he tells everybody, and so I just, I, you know, when I teach, I, I teach a biblical model, um, okay. and so if it's not in the Word, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so Teresa, what could you say, um, as far as like breaking down a dream, like what are the first steps to kind of going through that? Yeah. So, you know, dream interpretation can get very deep and very complicated. And, um, when I, um, ask God, you know, where do I start? There's so much to teach. How do I make this, you know, really, uh, easy for people? Um, he, he started telling me, um, to keep it really simple and really fun. And he said, because, you know, if people are having fun, they'll want to go study the harder stuff. And so he showed me a really simple to oversimplify dream interpretation. The number one thing you do is title your dream as though it were a book or a movie. And so, um, he said what, what that does is it summarizes the issue or the action or, or, you know, what, what the dream is about. And sometimes you need two or three or four titles because there's a lot of stuff going on in the dream. But the example I use is like Little Red Riding Hood. If that were a dream, Little Red Riding Hood is a horrible title because it doesn't tell you anything about the story. Um, it's just, and, and that's what people do a lot of times. They'll have this really long saga dream, and there was a red car in it somewhere, and they'll title it The Red Car. And um, that's not going to help you. <laughs> so what you want to do is summarize the issue, the problem, the turning point, you know, what's going on in the dr- dream. And that will usually tell you what the dream is about. So if we were to retitle Little Red Riding Hood, uh, a better title might be Beware of Deception. And then you would know what the dream was about. And it would be a warning dream telling you to be careful because somebody has ulterior motive. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so God just told me, you know, that's the hardest part. It sounds really easy, and it's not easy all the time. That's really the most difficult part of dream interpretation, because you have to kind of be like a newspaper reporter. You have to do the who, what, where, when, why, how, and just get the most concise, precise, you know, um, all-encompassing sentence, uh, and it'll usually tell you what the dream is about. Um, Now, sometimes you have to interpret some of the symbols in the title, for instance, if it's like, you know, a wolf devours grandma, you have to understand what wolf might represent and what grandma might represent, and then you've got your answer. Um, but if you look in your Bible, um, every chapter is titled. And God told me, you know, if you don't understand what you're reading in Scripture, if you start to title the chapter or even the paragraph or the sentence, you'll start to understand what it's really about. And so the whole Bible is titled. Um, some man or woman has gone through and, you know, summarized it for you at the top of every chapter. Okay. Uh, just in case you've just joined us, uh, this is Teresa Ward, and we are talking about dream interpretation. And, uh, Teresa, can you tell us some of what uh, the symbols mean? I mean, do symbols mean the same in everyone's dream, though? Um, I am so glad you mentioned that because this is my biggest frustration with dream interpretation is people putting symbols into absolute definitions, um, and that is the biggest mistake. Context always, always, always rules the interpretation, and the context involves, you know, what's going on in your real life, 
what your knowledge is, what your experience is. Dreams are very subjective. They're not, um, you know, they're very, depends on the dreamer and what they think about things, what their opinions of things are, where they live. I teach this all over the world, and, you know, uh, they, different cultures have different word plays and, and sayings, and things mean different things in different countries. And so um, God is very much the same way in, in Scripture, you look at like a lion as a good example. A lion can mean lots of things in Scripture. Jesus is represented as a lion in Isaiah and Revelation. Um, God's judgment and power is represented by a lion in Hosea and First Kings and Amos. Um, to be fearless or courageous or bold is in Proverbs. Um, to be strong is in Judges and Second Samuel. To be valiant is in Second Samuel. To be vicious or fierce is in the Psalm and First Kings. Ruthless people who have secret evil motives is in Psalms, Lamentations, and Ezekiel. And Satan is represented by a lion as somebody who's going to try to devour you. So Jesus and Satan are both represented by a lion. So it, what, what changes it is context. Hmm. That's good. Okay, wow. Yeah, so it's, they don't mean the same thing in everybody's dream, I guess. No, no. And, and they won't mean the same thing for your... So say... A lion means one thing to you in this dream. It might mean something else in the next dream. It's not just for each dreamer. It's for each dream. Oh, so it depends even on what, what's going on in the context of, of the dream. Per dream, it can change. Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Teresa, I, um, as far as dif uh, different dreams and, and things like that, something else that I just, um, I don't know, I kind of wanted to bring up is people in dreams. So, if you have, because, okay. well, and, and you may want to, you may already know where I'm going. You can kind of take off with that one, but you have different people in dreams and it's not always what you think they mean. Is that right? No, you, you had to pick the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I laugh. People are um, some of the hardest things to interpret um, in dreams. And, and that's because goodness gracious, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Um, it, God speaks in archetypes, and an archetype um, in shadows. He speaks in types and shadows. And so people are often types of things or ideas or thoughts. They're not always people, although they can be literal people, or they can represent something about their age. So, for instance, if you have a young person, it could be how far along an issue has come. You know, if they're five years old, or it might be the meaning of, of the number, you know, five meaning grace. If it's an old man, is it something old that you're going back to doing, it, or is it maturity, or is it wisdom, or, you know, um, so, I mean, there's just, that's one of the hardest topics to teach on, because it, it really, wow, it runs the gambit, and, and it, sometimes you have dreams, and there's this invisible person in your dream, he doesn't feel invisible, you know he's there, but you never see his face, and that's the Holy Spirit. And that's like God there with you, and he's trying to show you something or teach you something. Um, a lot of the, <laughs> my favorite ones to cover when I teach live is ex-girlfriends or ex-spouses. Everybody has those ex-dreams, and they, they freak out when they have them. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, you know, I don't love them anymore. I don't know why I'm dreaming about them. And um, exes in dreams usually represent going back to an old way, habit, or thought pattern. Mm -hmm. So it's something X. It's something that you used to do, used to think, used the w a way you used to act, 
and now you're doing it again. Mm. What and if they so, were really hot and you were just dreaming about them anyway? I'm sorry? <laughs> what if they were just really hot and they just kind of pop up right? every now and then? Right, exactly. There's always uh, the possibility of a literal um, <laughs> interpretation. So. Okay. Now, uh, Teresa, yeah. would you tell them how they could get a hold of you? Because it seems like this is very uh, in-depth in and uh, interpreting dreams. Is there a way that somebody could get a hold of you that's listening? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, a, a couple different ways. Um, we have a website, uh, gatewaytodreams.com, and that's the word to, T-O. Um, so that's our website. You can sign up there, and, you know, we'll announce classes and things. Um, I do take invitations to speak. Um, we also, have, I'm on Facebook. I have two pages on Facebook. One called, uh, you can find us at, if you search for at Gateway to Dreams, it's called the Dream Cafe. And then I have my author page, Teresa Ward Dreams. There's no H in Teresa. Um, and they can find me uh, any of those places. And we also have a phone app um, mm-hmm. to help them with symbol, uh, to help them brainstorm with what a symbol might mean. And it's called the Dreamscape Dream Dictionary. And it's currently in iTunes. We're getting it back in Google. It's not quite there today, but it should be within the week. Okay. And she has a book out. That's yeah. really good. Yeah called uh, Gateway to Dreams, mm-hmm. Three Simple Steps to Dream Interpretation. Where can they get, can they get that on uh, Amazon? Yeah, it's everywhere. And uh, if your local bookstore doesn't have it, you can ask them to order it. Okay, great. Now, yeah. let's get back to dreams for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What if somebody keeps dreaming that they die in their dream? You know, it depends on the context. The context is always going to tell you. Um, dying, um, for instance... Um, I just did a dream last week where somebody uh, was being killed and they died. And it was a metaphor. It was an idiom. Somebody had hurt them with words. And, you know, we say, oh, that killed me. Um, I'm dying inside. You know, so it can be something as symbolic as that. Sometimes um, it, it really does depend on context. So, you know, you always have to, like, hear the whole dream to understand which direction to take it with. Okay. I mean, because dying can actually, there can be some good interpretations of dying. I mean, like dying to yourself, your selfish ways, um, and, and things like that. Um, so it just really depends on the context. So it could be growth as a person. Yes. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, one one thing, just to to backtrack, um, just because I've I found it real helpful, too. We were talking a couple minutes ago about people in dreams. Um, and one of the things, and Teresa, and you helped me with this, is I would have people in my dreams that I was certainly represented something. It was, there was connections there, there was emotional connections, but the dream wouldn't fit when I was thinking about it from that aspect. Um, and right. then it started going over, okay, well, where do you know that person from? I said, well, I knew him mm-hmm. from work. And it's like, okay, so then when I looked at that person as actually representing my job, then everything yep. made sense because it was what I was going through at work with the yep. um, situations, I'm emotional so situations, yeah. um, stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and, the, and I've also had, and I know, and you teach this too, is that in the dream, you're not just you, like you can actually be other people that other people can represent you and like in different things mm-hmm. that are going on too. Absolutely. That's what I was saying. Uh, people are, you know, there's no way we could even cover the beginning of what all the things people could mean, but I'm glad you brought those up because 
that's the biggest um, couple of mistakes that you just mentioned. One is a lot of times um, everybody in the dream is you. Um, it's aspects of you. Uh, I remember one time having this dream about my neighbor that I didn't like at the time. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and and I had a dream about her, and I was really pressing into what it meant, and, and God said, uh, you're acting just like her. And, mm. and I said, oh my goodness, I, I that's horrible. And I thought, well, why would that be? Because a lot of times, the, most of the time, the why is more important than the what. And so I, why would that be? Why would you use her to represent? And he mm-hmm. said, because you're judged how you judge. That's true. And Most people can't see that. Yeah. That's good. Yep. That's yeah. really good. And so a lot of the other people in your dreams can be teaching you things. Um, I mean, the people part is just um, just so deep. I love going over it, but it would just, it would take so long. But, uh, you know, when you said about work, I, I have that one a lot. I When I was teaching a, a conference in Indianapolis, there was a man who had had a dream six years prior, mm. and he was still troubled by the dream, because in the dream, he was um, sleeping with another woman. It was an ex-girlfriend, and um, but he was still married, and he was feeling really guilty because he was going, in the dream, he was sleeping with his wife, and then he would go sleep with his girlfriend, and he was just feeling really guilty, and he carried this for six years. And I said to him, what did your ex-girlfriend do? And he said she was an accountant. And I said, are you looking for, at the time that you had the dream, were you looking for another job? And he's like, how did you know? And I said, because the other woman is the other job. You were interviewing, you felt guilty because you were currently married to your current job, and yet you felt guilty because you were interviewing and they didn't know. Hmm. And he he almost cried. I mean, wow. he had so much relief um, that it didn't mean what he thought it meant, you know. And so I love to give people peace. It's not what you think it is. Well, and that ties into the nature of dreams, Teresa, is that people will have them and they'll, you know, sometimes you'll wake up and you'll kind of feel jarred or something like that. Um, but the nature of dreams in himself, if, you know, dreams are from the Lord, they're edifying, they're, they're there to build you up. They're there to encourage you. And so there's, you know, there can be like a warning dream or something like that, but there's always, you know, it's not condemnation. He's not, um, there, there's not like a negative, negative sense to it. So even, um, what I've learned and, and I think you could, I think probably, verify this is like even if if you're feeling something maybe there's there's an emotion there um but i know i've had woke up and i've had these kind of almost dramatic feelings that were that were bad um but then when i actually start going through the dream um it's not bad it's not negative it's actually in the end when i kind of figure out what it means it's actually very positive and uplifting yeah yeah i i call that remembering to interpret with Fifty Shades of Grace. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I had a bent towards self-condemnation, and I would Mm -hmm. always think I was doing something wrong in my dreams, always something bad. And God, it it took me a long time to realize God is good all the time, and He's loving all the time. Even when He's correcting you, it is with hope and encouragement. He is not mad at you. He is, you know, He's madly in love with you, and He wants to encourage you. So if the dream is from Him... It will always be hopeful, and if it, it, and you know you have to remember to interpret it while you're inside of the dream. A lot of times we'll have a dream, 
And, it, and for instance, naked is, is a common one where you're naked in the dream, it doesn't feel bad, right? But mm. you wake up and go, oh my God, I was naked. I must be doing something bad, horrible. I'm a horrible person. This has got to be a bad dream because you're naked. And you have to remember to interpret dreams inside the context of the dream. And so, um, you know, if it wasn't bad in the dream, you don't change the meaning when you wake up and your natural mind freaks out. All right. Yeah. Teresa, um, I think we got a phone yeah. call. No, no, no. Go ahead. So, but who would think being naked is bad? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I do have yeah. another question. If you're in public and you're naked and you're going to the bathroom in public, that, that can feel kind of bad sometimes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe in that circumstances, streaking. Streaking was popular yeah. back when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, if someone bought your book, would that help them interpret dreams? I think so. I mean, that's why uh, God told me to keep it really simple. And so I have the three simple steps in there, and it's a good good jump-off point. And in the back of the book, I've got 21 categories, how I've uh, learned to interpret symbols. So we want people to not have to come to a person for the answers, but to learn how to do it themselves. Um, and so I've kind of given them things God's taught me about each category, um, how to get you know, the interpretation. For instance, you know, companies, uh, when you have logos or symbols or something uh, about brand names or companies or sports teams or things in dreams, I found out it's mostly the, the logo, the slogan. And mm. so, like I told you about Honda, you know, it's the power of your dreams. Um, That's good. And so um, we just kind of give them shortcuts. So at the end of every chapter, I've got Jedi Dream Tips. <laughs> I kind of summarize okay. each, <laughs> each chapter for them. And um, I'm just trying to share as much as I have right now. All right. Now, my other question is, how was you able to figure out that his ex represented a job? Well, doing it for 14 years. Well, yeah, experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But it was what she did. So he was an accountant. His ex-girlfriend was an accountant. And so she represented, like Luke said, you know, about his dream, it really represented what they do. A lot of times people will represent what they do. Are they a doctor? Maybe it's a healing dream. Are they, you know, an accountant? Maybe it's a financial matter. Or, you know, is it doing, or do they do what you do? Maybe it's about your job or what you're supposed to be doing. So this and guy was so, an accountant also? I'm sorry? The guy that had the dream was also an accountant? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I asked him that. You have to ask tons and tons of questions, which is why I hate it when people submit <laughs> dreams and get just a, a written interpretation. I just, there's no way they could at least give you a, a thorough interpretation without talking to you, without asking you your frame of reference and asking you enough questions and to get to the right place and asking you what's going on in your life. And so, you know, I'm just really against that. And, uh, and I'm against people paying for interpretations, too. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's almost like... there to make, make friends real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them. It's almost like you're a detective trying to dig into yes. why, what, yeah. who, and where, like you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah, you're a dream detective. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I've got a quick question. Do have you ever had a dream that uh, after it you've woke up and you've realized something about yourself that maybe you didn't want to know? Yep, all the time. Yeah, I'm thinking that she was like her neighbor. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm thinking it was that dream where you were like acting like your neighbor. 
yeah, and that's that's being a real that's a really nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you come hear me speak, I'll share some of those. <laughs> Where um, could they come hear you speak next? It's kind of a experience, but it's, it's God's mm-hmm. mercy that he lets you change, you know, that he lets you see truth so you can change the outcome. Well, sometimes you got to see the brutal truth to uh, mm-hmm. understand and, and get better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And maybe the only person you will listen to is a dream. Mm. Well, that's it. It's your, you are, John Paul used to say, your arguer is turned off when you're sleeping. Mm. You can't argue with God. You can't say, I'm not like that. I, I guess he hasn't seen any of my you dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Where could uh, someone find you speaking next? You know, um, if they go to the website and sign up um, uh, to our email, we'll send out email things. And just on Facebook, if they, you know, like our page, um, I'll be posting where I'm at. I think we're going to be in South Africa and maybe Israel in September, October. Um, and they can invite me too. I love to come. I do uh, free dream workshops, and then we'll do in-depth classes for a small fee. So, all right, yeah, very, and now, very cool. Dreams have took you all over the world too, right? Absolutely. I think I've been to about fourteen, fifteen countries um, in the past three years. So, do you have a favorite song? Do I have a favorite psalm? <laughs> song. Um, I'm sorry. Do you have a favorite song? Like, song to listen to. Song. Yeah, well, goodness, that depends on my mood. <laughs> oh, my God, you better throw out Dreamweaver. Come on, I'm hoping. Yeah. You know what? I actually emailed him, um, and he gave me permission to use that for my intro and outro, and uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, yeah. That's Dreamweaver. <laughs> yeah, Rick's a singer. <laughs> I practice it uh, every night at the prison I work at. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Teresa, this has been a lot of fun. Anybody got any last questions? No, I think, yeah, I think we're good. It's, yeah, it's been, been a lot for, for the short time that we could. Yeah, I, I, I feel really like we good. could talk about this for a week and still yeah. not cover it all. I got yeah. busy. Did we you could actually have a program every week, couldn't we? Yes, yeah, we, we could. could. <laughs> I got busy in the middle of the interview because I had some things to work on. Did you did you throw out there uh, how does what you eat affect your dreams? Um, you know, I find that food has never. Now I've documented almost fifty thousand dreams. Food, I, I have found meaning in every single dream I've ever had, even when it's not from the Lord, or even even when they're from the enemy, um, I still find meaning in them all. And food is a cop-out. Food is like saying, you know, uh, I, I mean, God gave you the ability to dream. So even if you don't believe he speaks in dreams, he's the one that created you with the ability to dream. And so dreams have purpose, and it's not the burritos and pizza. <laughs> uh. Well, and and that is something that I've heard people talk about different times. You have a crazy dream. It's like, well, you know, I was I ate something spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, can't that's, be for me. I eat something spicy every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, dreams wouldn't be dreams if you didn't call them crazy. If I, I would be mega rich if if I had you know a dime for every time somebody said I had the craziest dream. Well, you'd no, be mega crazy. rich maybe if you charged. <laughs> Uh, all right well Teresa, it was great of you uh thank you for calling in and uh we're gonna give luke a hard time on break 
Well, thank you for having me. I'm humbled and, and grateful, and you guys have fun today. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Teresa. Sweet dreams. We'll be right back on the Crazy Don Wallace Show on Riot Radio. We'll be back. If you'd like to ask a question, share a testimony, or have Teresa interpret your dream on an upcoming show, go to gatewaytodreams.com and leave us a voicemail using the record button we provided. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. Until next time, may God bless you above and beyond. The information shared on this podcast is a sole opinion of above and beyond and is not to be used as medical advice. If you need professional help, consult with a professional therapist or physician.